0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Alina Sahakian shares how, well, she's a bigger klutz than you. I've been called a klutz a lot in my life. My brother calls me super klutz. My dad calls me Klutzilla. And the reasons I've gotten these names is because I've broken 27 bones in my life. I'm 23 years old. And I've actually broken all of these bones before I went to college. So before I was the age of 21. Um, So yes, I have had my skull cracked. I have been poisoned twice. Um, I've had all my fingers broken, and then this ring finger broken a second time. Um, What else? I've been temporarily paralyzed before for three days. Um, So yes, I have been through a lot in my life, my short life. what I'm going to tell you about today is my most recent injury happened three, four years ago. I just finished my associate's degree at Northern Virginia Community College, and I transferred over to Bridgewater College, which if you don't know where that is, it is in Bridgewater, Virginia, which is about 10-ish minutes away from Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is where JMU is. Very, very small town. Like The campus is the town. That's it. And I moved here. I didn't know anyone. I was excited. And I came from like, a really strict household. So not only was I coming here for the first time to be in college life, this was my first form of freedom that I have gotten. My parents are so strict that I wasn't allowed to go to birthday parties growing up. Like I had to be home all the time. It was school, home, school, home. So I was so ecstatic to be in college life and meeting new people, and I was just happy. Um, another thing about myself is I used to do ballet professionally for about tennis years and never once hurt myself doing ballet. On stage, you thought I was graceful. Off stage, I was a klutz. That's the opposite of graceful, I guess. And so I was like, okay, I've quit ballet for about five years now. I'm out of my parents' house. I'm going to start getting back into the, an exercise, some sort of form of activity again. And I met someone, a girl, her name was Sarah. And she's like, oh, I've been doing Zumba. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Dance and exercise, my two things I want to, like, do. I was like, this is perfect. So she takes me to my first class. That goes perfectly. I'm in love with it. I'm like, I'm going to do this all the time. So then we go to our second class. And it's in the middle of class. I'm in the middle of the classroom. And the teacher does the lunge movement. And I do the lunge movement to the right when she's doing it to the left. So instead of like centering myself and then going to the left, I rotate my already bent right knee, which causes it to dislocate and severely stretch my MCL and PCL tendons, which are the tendons in the knees. And my cartilage got blown out and my patella, which is the kneecap, broke in half. Um, I'm a gold mine. I don't know this is happening. All I've known is something happened to my knee. So I'm in the middle of the classroom while everyone else is still doing their aerobics exercising. And my friend, she sees me fall to the floor, and she comes, and she's like, are you okay, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I just need to rest. You keep dancing, keep dancing. And she's like, really? And I'm like, just keep dancing. So she goes, and she continues dancing. And I'm like, oh, I probably just need a five-minute break. So I sit down, about five minutes. I try to get up, and I'm like, nope, I can't get up. So I try crawling out the door, and she sees me, so which she helps me stumble my way back to my dorm room. And this is a very old college, so their dorm rooms don't have elevators, and I lived on the third floor. So she helped me up to my dorm room, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure all I have to do is ice it and elevate my knee. I should be fine. That's all I need to do, because I've gotten a bunch of injuries before, so that's how you do it. And during this time period, she is so freaked out. She's crying. She's so sad. She's like, I'm the one that told you to do Zumba, and I'll look at you. She's like, this is all my fault, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 you're fine. I'm the type of person that I like everyone around me to be happy. So what I started doing, started making jokes to make her happy, to which she was laughing to, which then she started crying again because she was laughing, to which made me want to tell more jokes. So it was just a really big cycle that didn't lead to anywhere. But anyways, we're in the dorm room for about 30-ish minutes, to which we left the um, door open, and um, one of my, another person of my friend that lived in the dorm as well, walks by, she peeks in, she's like, oh, what happened? And I tell her the spiel of what happened, and she's an EMT she literally, without a second thought, just picks me up and puts me in her car. She's like, I'm taking you to the hospital. And I'm, of course, like, refusing. I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. This happens to me. Um, and she's like, no, I'm taking you to the hospital. She takes me to the closest clinic, and to which they just tell me they don't know what's wrong with me. All they know is my whole leg is really inflamed, and they didn't have an a x-ray machine or anything. So they give me a full leg cast and wooden crutches, I did not know wooden crutches existed. But they do. And they tell me to go see a knee specialist. So about, I make an appointment for about a week later, and I go see the specialist, and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you, you need an MRI. That's how we're really gonna know what's wrong with you. And I made my MRI appointment, which is about a week later, and I call him, I'm like, oh, I, got, I did my MRI. And he's like, okay, you have to wait about a week for the results, that's how long the res- it takes for the results to come in. I remind you, I'm still going to school. So during this time period, I'm just on crutches in school. And at the clinic, they gave me a bunch of drugs, which is wonderful. Um, but the thing is though, it would take so long wouldn't take long, but it would tire me out so much walking from or crutching from the dorm room to my classroom that I would get so tired by the time I would get there, I couldn't concentrate. On top of that, I was on so many pain medications, I, couldn't, I was so, like, not in the right of mind to listen to a professor teach for an hour to three hours. So sometimes I wouldn't take my medication so that I could actually listen to my professor, but then I couldn't concentrate because my leg was in so much pain. So I was in another cycle of constant, like, I can't do my schoolwork. And the school provided injured students with golf carts, but I wasn't allowed to have a golf cart because I couldn't give them a piece of paper that said what I, my injury was. So I told them, like, I have a full leg brace. Like, I'm not joking. They're like, but we can't officially give it to you until we get a piece of paper that t- says exactly what's wrong with you. So when I'm telling a story, remember, I'm still walking and hobbling around campus during all of this. So I come back a week later from... Um, From getting my MRI result um, Doing my MRI And I get my MRI results And my doctor He said that He's been in the industry Of doing an ankle knee doctor For about 20 years He's never seen this injury before And of course I'm like Oh wow that sounds serious He's like it is He's like can you give me about a week To do research (laughs) To do research To see what we can do To help you I'm like What can I do? I'm like, okay. So I come back a week later, and he's like, yeah, I think what we're gonna do is just do nothing. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. In my head, I was thinking, I'm like, you just said you've never seen this injury before in your life. It's that traumatic, and now you're just gonna tell me to let it heal on your my own? I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I go see another doctor for a second opinion, and after about like two to five seconds after looking at my MRI results, he's like, you need surgery, like really badly. He's like, you probably injured your knee even more this entire time of not having surgery right after you injured yourself. So I have one doctor that tells me I need surgery. I have another doctor that tells me don't do anything. So I'm like, okay. And at this moment, my mother remembers, we have a doctor in the family who's a knee doctor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is such an awesome time to remember that fact. He lives in California, so we mail him my MRI results, and he agrees with the second doctor that I need to get surgery. So we go back to the second doctor, Dr. Gavin, that was his name, and he tells me the earliest appointment he has for surgery is about a month away. And he says, but you really need surgery. So he gave me a list of doctors he recommends for me to go get my surgery for, and because I he really recommends I need the surgery. So I'm like, okay, so I'm making the appointments again to go see another doctor, and the doctor I choose, again, the appointment is about a week away. And a couple of days later, I think it's about three days later, um, Dr. Gavin calls me up. He says, I have an open appointment tomorrow morning. Someone just canceled. Can you come and, to the hospital and get your surgery? And I was like, Yes, of course. Um I Fixed. I tell my school. I tell my parents. I'm like, this is what's happening, and I go the next morning and get surgery. I had three surgeries done. I don't remember the name of all the surgeries, but pretty much what happened is I have a cadaver cartilage in my knee and two screws in my patella, which is the kneecap. Um, and he tells me that you're going to be about six and a half week recovery period. And I'm a very restless person. And again, I'm home during this period. I'm home with my parents who are very strict that don't let me do anything. Plus, I've injured myself, so I can't really do anything. Like, I can't go to the bathroom by myself because I can't walk there by myself. So I feel like I'm in a prison again, that I can't do anything, and I have no freedom. I got, like, a little light of the freedom, and then it was taken away from me. So I tell them—I ask my doctor, if I do everything you want me to do in that six period of time, but in a shorter time period, can I go back to school? He's like, I don't suggest you to go back to school. But he's like, if you do it, yes. So everything he wanted me to do in that six and a half period of time, I do in two and a half weeks. And I go back to the doctor and I'm like, hey, I did everything you wanted me to do. Can I go back to school? He wasn't happy, a little bit impressed, but he's like, yeah, you can go back to school. So I go back to school and I'm like, yes, I have my freedom again, ish. And I have a golf cart and that was awesome. And I have many other stories to tell about that golf cart adventure. Um, So I was like, this is great. But I was still in the whole thing of, I was doing physical therapy now every single day for about two hours because that's the only way my doctor let me go back to school is if I had to do it every day for two hours. And I was still taking medications. And again, the medications were still like, doing stuff with my head that I couldn't really concentrate, and I was always tired from physical therapy because I overexerted stuff on my knee, doing everything in two and a half to so six weeks. And what happened is I medically withdrew from school because my grades weren't doing the best, even though I was really trying my best. So I came back home. I'm back home with my parents, and I got really depressed because during this time period, like all my friends I've been going to school with, um, I ended up being home for about a year and a half, two years, because I got really depressed, and I couldn't go back to school. And I love school. I love being in a classroom. I love listening to my teachers. I was the nerd with—I don't have my glasses on right now, but I was the typical nerd that didn't talk to anyone. I just sat there scribbling, and I got A's and everything. I really love school. So when I wasn't in my school environment, I didn't feel like myself, and I got really depressed. And then all my friends graduated, and they went to grad school. I have a friend that's a millionaire right now, and I'm just like, oh, this is me, back home with my parents, not letting me do anything. And I have all my friends over here living their lives. So I got my shit together. I went and saw a counselor, and I applied to ODU, and I'm back at ODU right now. And I'm 23 years old, and I was like, I'm still getting my bachelor's degree. I don't really feel myself or anything like i want to get my freedom again and when i transferred here to odu and i was like i started going out i met some great friends i joined here at the push comedy theater and i just felt myself again i got back into my group of school and i felt like i had my freedom again it was beautiful i loved it and i went i bought a house to show all my friends that are my age that i am a good 23 years old that i am aligned with my life Because I wanted to say, like, I can show something for my life. I can't say I have a college degree yet, but I can say I have a house. So, hmm. (laughs) excuse me. So, as a result, uh, this whole experience taught me that freedom is a lot, It might not be, like, a little cage you were in. Like, I wasn't literally in a cage, but I felt in a cage in my house. I felt in a cage with this injury. Like, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, and I mastered to get through it and everything, and I am very happy with my life right now. And so as long as you just work through whatever you need to do, I'm pretty darn sure anyone can do it. If I can, you can as well. Thank you. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit TellMeMoreLive.org. That's TellMeMoreLive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more storyteller podcasts. I'm Deb Markham, producer of the show. Our live host is Brendan Kennedy, Amber Nettles, Evan Hartley and Scott Rose provide production assistance and Jenny Zell serves as our podcast consultant. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.